Lord, with all the noise around us, it's good to just rest in you for a few seconds and rest in silence and rest in your grace and mercy. Your word says, may you be gracious to us and bless us. Make your face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on the earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nation be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God our God will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. And we pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. Our purpose is going to come up on the screen in a very superhero-like way. If you would say this purpose with me, it's to reach and transform people by the power of the gospel and biblical community. And that's why we're doing this series. That's why we have this purpose. And if you're new here, what we're doing over through the month of July is we're using the very popular Marvel Avengers movies to launch us into biblical truth. And so we're not necessarily endorsing all these movies, but we're taking some of the good, helping us look at biblical truth, it, kind of meeting the culture where they're at, but not embracing it fully, and sharing the uh, biblical truth from God's word without watering it down. And so that's what we're trying to accomplish, and it's awesome to be able to do it and see all these characters running around and have, having the kids have a great time. And I hope you're enjoying uh, this series, getting a little popcorn to eat, uh, that 8 a.m. popcorn, nothing better than that, right? Um, so we're looking today at the movie Black Panther. Who has seen Black Panther? Who has seen Black Panther? Okay, quite a few of you. I know he's, he's not someone that gets talked a whole lot about, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a background on Black Panther, and we're going to show you some clips. So back Black Panther, his name is King T'Challa, and he goes to this, uh, this fictional uh, country called Wakanda. That's where he's from. The whole world thinks it's a third world country. In reality, it's very technologically advanced. And uh, people around the world don't know that. They have these resources. And so he goes back there uh, after his father dies to take his rightful place on the throne. And you see a picture there of, of Wakanda. And um, so everyone else thinks it's a poor nation. It's not. Uh, it's, it's hidden through their technological advancements uh, in a third world country in, in Africa. And so the first clip that I'm going to show you here uh, goes right along with our point which is that, is that we have the power to defeat the villains. And this clip won't necessarily show that Jesus' power defeats the villains, but that's what we're going to look at. Jesus' power defeats the villains. And I don't know about you, but I have, I have villains in my life. And I've talked many times about the villains inside me, whether it be self-doubt or anxiety or fear or, or, or worry. I've, I've talked about that many times. But we also have villains outside, namely our villain Satan, who wants to take us out and wants to take us down. So there's villains uh, inside of us and around us. And today we're going to learn that Jesus' power defeats the villains and how we can live victorious. So this first clip... Uh, which is action-packed. There's a lot of fighting here. So last warning, parents, I gave you the warning. Uh, there, it's a fighting scene where he's coming to take the throne. And one of the tribes in Wakanda challenges him to take the throne. And so here is this about how he starts to live victoriously. No powers! No claws! No special tutor! Just a boy! Not fit to leave! Show him who you are! Ah! 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 
T'Challa! Sano, give T'Chaka! You can do this, T'Challa! some villains even in the amongst his own people he has he has some villains as the movie uh, goes on and I'll try not to give away too many spoilers if you haven't seen the movie but as the as the movie goes on you see that he has some self-doubt that he has some fears whether he can actually lead as the king lead as ba Black Panther and you get towards the end and you see all through the movie he has villains on the inside villains on the outside people that want to take over the throne they want to take over Wakanda and in this next clip one of his uh, next villains his name is killmonger that's a great villain name right he uh i'm going to talk about him a little bit more later on in the message but he comes back and you get to see some of the technological powers and advancements that the black panther has to be able to to fight against the villains uh, that he has in his life so here's that clip the world's gonna find out exactly who we are sweet is that does our black panther in the back do you do you have those powers can you do that wakanda forever yeah. <laughs> well he's working on it still but <laughs> yeah pretty cool he's got some supernatural powers to fight the villains in his life and the cool thing about us as believers in christ is we have some supernatural powers to fight the villains in our lives and 
We're going to be looking in, in Colossians this morning. And the church in Colossae was really struggling with villains. And the villains that they were struggling with were false teachers that were coming into their church and convincing them that the word of God wasn't actually true. The things that they knew deep down were true. The things that Paul had fought for planting that church there, they kept falling away from that. Because these villains that came into their lives, whether it be the false teachers or false teaching or the, the, the ideas that they had in their head, the pride that they had, the villains inside them and externally kept pushing them further and further away from God. And so you can imagine Paul, who was instrumental in getting this church going uh, for, the, for the Colossians, now he's deeply concerned about all the ways that they're acting, all the ways that they're believing or not believing in this case. And it really lines up a lot with the society that we live in. See, there's not many people now that are real thrilled about Christians or excited that there's a new church popping up or excited about church communities or excited about biblical truths. We've gone further and further away as a culture from truth, and it's affected the church. And I see people being affected by the culture, affected by the villains on the outside and the inside. And, and our job, unlike Black Panther, is not to go around trying to take out all the false teachers. Our job is to be able to use Jesus' power to defeat the villains with Jesus' love, with his truth, with his mercy, with his grace. We all need biblical truth. We all need Jesus' power. He gives us the power to defeat the villains, and he gives us the power to live victoriously. And so here's uh, Paul talking to the church in Colossae, to the Colossians, starting in verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 6. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthen the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you've been given fullness in Christ, who is head over every power and authority. In him you are also circumcised and putting off the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with a circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us of all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and, stood opposed to, and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to a cross. Having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing them over, over them by the cross. We get to live victoriously because of what Jesus has done. He went to the cross and he won victory. He's the one that defeats our villains, both inside of us and externally. Do you belong to Jesus? Are you trusting in him? Have you repented of your sin? Do you know him closely? Are you letting the evil one come into your ranks? Do you put your guard down? That clip with, with Killmonger, I found myself through the movie feeling a little bit bad for Killmonger because if you don't know the story, uh, Killmonger comes back to Wakanda very upset because King T'Challa's dad actually killed his dad through a, 
through a crazy situation. So Killmonger grew up having all this animosity, and you almost feel bad for him. And I think sometimes in our life, spiritually, we can let our guard down, forget how, how much the villain, one of the villains in our life, Satan, wants to take us out, wants to defeat us, wants to destroy us, wants to devour us. We let our guard down. And sometimes we may even, may even be drawn towards what he is calling us, what he is uh, trying to tempt us with. There was a, a, a situation that was similar with a spiritual application that happened in Stockholm, Sweden in the early 70s. There was a bank robbery in Stockholm, Sweden, and for five days there were people that were held hostage in this bank. And they were strapped bombs onto them. They were held at gunpoint. And these people were in a horrible situation uh, for those five days. After the whole thing got through, the five days went out, they went to obviously um, put the guys in prison to prosecute the guys. And what they found was many of the hostages actually came to the defense of the people that were holding them hostage. And psychologists and counselors and mental health professionals couldn't understand what was going on here. They were actually coming to the defense of the people that held them captive. And they actually called it Stockholm Syndrome. It was a brand new thing that they had, had, um, had found. And it was completely surprising to them. And I know some of you here in this room, or maybe you know someone that's been in a horrible awful abusive relationship or have been in a situation where they've been held captive whether it be physically or spiritually or emotionally and and I'm so heartbroken I'm so sorry if you've been through those situations what they found psychologists have found is about 25 percent of the people that have been in abusive situations actually come to the defense of their abuser and spiritually we can do the same thing with the evil one and the other villains in our lives that we actually think, ah, it's, it's not that bad. Or, oh, it's kind of a fairy tale. Is there really an evil one that's after us? Are there really villains that are after us that want to take us out, that want to take us down? Listen, Satan is a murderer. He's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he is an abuser that wants to take you out. And if you feel yourself maybe even defending him a little bit or being drawn towards that villain, I want to do whatever I can with the power of the gospel, with Jesus' power to set you free from that villain. Because Jesus' power defeats the villain. So I want to pray for you right now. If you're feeling tempted, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling the villains in your life are taking over, you're feeling like you're maybe even drawn to what Satan is, is tempting you towards, let me pray for you right now. Father God, I'm convinced that sin is real. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for telling me of the sin in our lives so that we can repent of it. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for dying for it. Lord, if there's anyone here that's opened any of the doors of their, their life towards that sin or towards the evil one, Lord, I pray that you would have them slam that door shut and they would lock the door in the power of Jesus. Lord, all of the evil that may be in and around us, reclaim your victory, that you would depart, they would depart from our lives. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would dwell within us. Lord, I pray that you would help us to seek after you to have the strength of your power. In Jesus' name, amen. See, the church here with the Colossians, they desperately needed the power of Jesus. In verse 6, it says, So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live, him, live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing 
with thankfulness. I want to show you something. This actually happened in our parking lot recently. You may have noticed that there's no trees close to the building. Well, this is the actual tree from out there. What is the problem? No roots. What a shocker that it fell over, right? I mean, it just fell down one day. I was sitting in my office and I just watched it fall. It wasn't even windy out. And I thought, what happened there? Oh, no root system at all. And that's exactly what can happen to us as believers. If we're not rooted in his love, in his mercy, in his grace, in his power, then we can easily fall over. The, the villains in our life can easily defeat us. They easily uh, can take over if we don't have uh, Jesus' power working in our lives, that we're not rooted in it, that we're, not, that we're not taking hold of his word. And when we have things like the study, that we dig into it because we want his word in our life. And, and if you don't have one of these, they're out at the uh, information station. Please grab one of the studies for July because we want to grow up in his love and his strength and his mercy and his power and his word. We want our roots to take hold, right? You don't want to be like that tree. I mean, it's, it's, it's dead. When we're believers in Christ, we're alive in him. That we we're, have we're a root system in him. We want to grow deep in our faith because we want to be able to stand strong against the villains in our lives with the power of Jesus. But a root system takes time to grow. So you're not going to grow overnight. The discipleship is not going to happen overnight. We want to be a church that has disciples, that make disciples, that makes disciples. If you have some people in your life you're trying to dig into, you're trying to help grow, and you don't see that progress right away, that's okay. It takes time to grow. It takes time for those roots to take hold. And if you're feeling in your own life like you're frustrated with your own growth, listen, it, it, it takes time. It's not instant. Paul continues on here. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. I see this all the time in our culture. Obviously, people that are not connected to Christ, they're, they're going on to their own philosophies. But then I see our own brothers and sisters in Christ being more drawn to the ways of the world, the philosophies of the world, than the ways of Christ. The things that we need to live are right here in this book. The things that we need to live are right here in us in the power of the Holy Spirit. He gives us the power to be able to defeat our, our enemies. And sometimes... It takes seeing some of the things that are, are around us to, uh, to motivate us to be able to take a stand in Christ's power. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. You see what it's saying there? That Jesus was fully man, but he was also fully God. And he had to be fully uh, God to be able to come and take all of our sins from us. He also had to be fully man so that he could relate to us and he could die on the cross so that we could have his righteousness and you've been given fullness in christ who is head over every power and authority when the kill when killmonger came in black panther to wakanda and he took over the throne all the people uh, were, were so motivated to go and take a stand because they saw that there was evil taking over the throne they wanted to do whatever it takes so that they could reclaim their country and what a lesson for us as believers in Christ, as brothers and sisters in Christ. 
We, we need to claim Christ in our own community. We need to claim his power, his strength. All the fullness of Christ is in us. All the powers that he has is in us. So we can live victoriously. See, Jesus is sufficient as Lord. I know there's so many times in my life I try to add more and more things on it. That I'm not drawn towards just going to my word and going to God. That I'm drawn to some of the human philosophies of the world. That I'm drawn to some of the temptations that are in the world. But when I stop and think about how powerful and how mighty and how awesome God is, I can't help but want to draw closer to him because he is sufficient, right? He's sufficient in our lives. He's able to help us in our time of need. He's able to help us defeat our villains. The scripture continues on here. In him you were also circumcised, putting off the sinful nature, not with the circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. See, the Old Testament circumcision that Paul is referring to here was actually about the covenant with Abraham. In Genesis 17, God said to Abraham, This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you, and every male among you shall be circumcised. And they did that as a sign of the covenant. But here is Paul uh, coming with God working through him and Paul teaching that in Christ, neither circumcision or uncircumcision had any eternal significance. That the only salvation, only salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And that's what he talks about here. Not the circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. That's the power that we have in us. That King T'Challa gets all of these powers uh, when he becomes the Black Panther. And us as believers in Christ, we have all the powers of Christ who raised us from the dead. We should live as resurrected people. That's the power and the strength that we have in, in him if we put our faith and our trust in him. When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. You see that? That if you're outside of Christ, you're, you're dead in your sins. And that's why it's so vital and so important that you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior so you can be made alive. I mean, nobody wants to be dead, right? I don't think I've had anyone ever come up to me and say, I just want to be dead spiritually. No. We want to be alive. And the way that we're made alive is by putting our faith and trust in Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. He triumphed over all of our sin, and he nailed them to the cross. Have you ever put your faith and trust in Christ? Have you ever believed in him? Have you ever said, I want to live in victory because you are victorious, not because of my power and strength? All you have to do is come to him and say, Lord, I, I admit, I admit that I messed up. I admit that without you, I'm in my sinful nature. Without you, I fall short. And listen, when I think about my life, my thoughts, my actions, I realize that I fall short each and every day. We all do. And that's why we need Christ. And if you believe in him, he'll take all that sin away. He'll take all that sin on him, nailing it to the cross. And he victoriously died on the de death on the cross and rose from the dead. 
So if you believe in him, you can have eternal life. If you've never trusted in Christ, won't you do that this morning? You can come and talk to me or one of the elders, the prayer team after the service. You can do it right there in your seat. We love to know that you accepted Christ. The most important decision that you could ever make. And if you have done that, I want you to know you can live victorious. See, you may have villains inside you. You may have things like self-doubt and apathy or fear or busyness that is one of your villains. And you certainly have an evil one that's your villain. Or maybe there's false teachers speaking in, into your life. And, and just like T'Challa, we have villains on the inside and we have villains on the outside. Just like the church in, in Colossae, they had tons of different villains, right? I mean, they had people that had persuasive arguments against them. There was godless philosophy that was against them. There was empty deception against them. There was tradition of the worldly men against them. There was legalistic ritualism, and we fall into that sometimes uh, in, in the American church, that we can be legalistic with things. There was mystical speculations and experiences, and we hear about that all the time with all different things in our world, right? There's fleshly attitudes of pride that we can fall into. There's rejection of Christ's sufficiency. But Paul says that we can live victoriously because we don't fight to take people out. We don't fight to take the false teachers out. We fight with the power and the love of Christ. Listen, you're in the middle of a battlefield. I'm with you in that battlefield. And I want you to just imagine you live in the front line of an actual war. And this war is waging all around you. And so you decide that you're going to defend your home. You're going to be the strong man. You watch tons of episodes of Jack Ryan in 24. And you get all pumped up and you get all kinds of weapons. And you're going to defend your household. You're going to be the one that stands strong. You're going to be the one that does it. And you're able to stay and stand strong against some of the villains. And all of a sudden you look out your window. And here comes the enemy. And the enemy's got all kinds of tanks, and he's got thousands and thousands of infantry with him, and he's got all kinds of rocket launchers, and you realize that you are going to be defeated. In that moment, what you need more than anything is someone that's stronger than you. You need someone that's able to defend you in the midst of the battle. You need one that's going to come alongside you and, and give you hope and give you joy in the midst of the battle. You're going to need one that's stronger than you. Someone to defend you. Someone to liberate you. Someone to help you. And Jesus is it. Jesus is the one to give you the power to defeat the enemies. And guess what? Jesus doesn't even need an army. He is powerful enough on his own by what he has done on the cross, how he's working in, his life, uh, in our lives. He's the one that's able to give us the power to defeat the villains. When you were dead in your sins, in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. Having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them as he triumphed on the cross. That's the God that we serve. Isn't that amazing? That's the power that we have in Christ. So we can live victoriously. Whatever villains that you're dealing with, you're able to find strength in Jesus. So are you trusting in Jesus? Are you recognizing their sins that you need to, to repent of? Are you realizing that as brothers and sisters in Christ, we can help each other grow? And for people in this community, we can be salt and light. We have amazing resources. This last clip I'm going to show you, King T'Challa and some of his people go to the United Nations. And they go to the United Nations 
and they tell them that they have all these resources and they're going to share them now. So here's that final clip. My name is King T'Challa, son of King T'Chaka. I am the sovereign ruler of the nation of Wakanda. And for the first time in our history, we will be sharing our knowledge and resources with the outside world. Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot. We must not. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges, while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. We sold your respect, King T'Challa. What can a nation of farmers have to offer the rest of the world? See, they have no idea the resources that Wakanda has. They have no idea the technological advancements in defense and weaponry and health resources. They have no idea. All they think is this, this third world uh, country that has no resources. With all due respect, King T'Challa, what do you have to share with us? And I think it's the same thing for us in the world. That they look at the church and they see all the things that they, they don't really understand. They think, with all due respect, Christian, what do you have to offer me? Maybe we don't have great technological advances, but we have amazing things to offer the world. We know how to defeat the villains. We have Jesus' power. We have the source of joy and hope. We have the cure for death. We have eternal life. See, the world acts like we don't have anything, but we have amazing resources. We should encourage one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. We have Jesus' power. We have the power to defeat the villains. We have the strength to win. We have the ability in Christ to live victoriously. Brothers and sisters, that's what we have. That's what we have for one another, and that's what we have to offer. Let's pray together. Lord, I'm so grateful that I can live victorious not because of what I've done, but because of what you've done. We are brothers and sisters in the strength of Jesus' power to defeat the villains in our lives. Lord, and there's so many people that are around our lives that have no idea where to find strength, no idea where to find hope or joy. They have villains in their lives, and they have no way to defeat them. Lord, we do. So help us to be a people of God that first recognizes our need for the sufficiency of Christ in our lives and then shares that with others. Help us to not keep it to ourselves. When we live victoriously, we want to share that love and grace and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen.